they're looking at me and all they see is this fat person. I'm down 45 pounds. Hello carnivores and welcome to session number 27. We have a triple threat today with Sharon, Luis and Shelly, all from Dublin, Ireland, and they're going to share their life-changing transformation stories having all tried every diet in the book before restructuring their lifestyles to a sustainable, primal way of eating. Before we kick things off, our podcast review of the week is from Alex. This was 19 hours ago via Spotify. He would like to say, well said, Definitely a solid episode with a lot of great information. We'll be tuning in from here on. Thank you, gentlemen. And that was on session number 22, which is how to become a successful online coach. Cheers to that, Mr. Alex. Coach Mark definitely killed it on that one. One more thing on Spotify reviews. To be honest, podcasting, I've been doing this for years now. And uh, we just discovered how to make Spotify comments public when you leave your Q&A input on a specific topic. So that was this morning's project. And if you're on Spotify, go ahead and scroll down to see what other people are saying and add in your two cents worth. It's super easy, just takes a couple seconds. You are all really helping Mark and I make this your number one nutrition podcast. And we're competitive dudes, so we want it to be just that. <laughs> we want it to be the correct information. We want it to be fun, authentic, and practical. Thanks again, Alex, and everyone who's helping spread the word as we continue to grow this channel 100% organically. And with that, we are going to head over to Dublin, Ireland right now with Coach Mark and Sharon. Tell me, just give me a, a brief rundown, like what, where you, what you've done over the years and why you've struggled with, say, weight loss or whatever you want to get reach a goal. Like what happened? Why, why did you feel like you were always hitting a brick wall? Well, I suppose I've always exercised and I've always kind of been fairly fit. Like I've trained throughout all the years and I would have been happy with my exercise, but I was never, ever really able to get hold of the weight unless I did really strict diets like starvation diets. And then I would do that and I would be successful with that. And then I would end up putting the weight back on. So I would say from and then I used to think that because I was exercising, that I was doing the right thing and I would be eating healthy every day, Monday to Friday, um, cooking home cooked dinners, eating salads and lunch at lunchtime, and not snacking in between. If there was anything going on in the office, I never ate anything in the office, um, wouldn't really eat any crap during the week. And then I suppose at the weekends, I'd say I'd have been good. So then I'd treat myself on Friday night and maybe a Saturday night. So I would have done all, undone all the good work that I had done during the week including all the exercise I was doing. And mm. when I say I was exercising, like I was exercising uh, a lot. Like I did a triathlon in 2019. So Whoa. even for, for, for a year up to that, I was training for that. And I was training nearly seven days a week. I was running 5K three or four mornings a week. I was doing box fit at nighttime. I was swimming twice a week and I was cycling at the weekend. And even with that, I, only, I did lose about a stone, but I only lost about a stone and even mm. with that i did after i after i finished the marathon because i wasn't training as much the weight went back on and mm. um, and also to be honest with you i suppose i i describe myself as i was a carb junkie mm. everything had every single meal i had had carbs in it like mm. i would think that, pro, that i think i think we're all carb junkies if we really get honest with yeah. ourselves sorry yeah no you're okay but i would have carbs like i would have porridge i would think i was having real healthy i'd be having porridge for the 
for my breakfast in the morning. Couldn't go without breakfast because my father raised me, God bless him, that your breakfast was the most important meal of the day. So I always said that. That was always stuck in my head that you had to have a breakfast. Mm. Then I would have a salad for my lunch or a sandwich. And then I would have something probably with pasta or rice or potatoes for my dinner. Um, mm. So I thought I was eating a very healthy, uh, varied diet. But the, yet the weight wasn't coming off me at all. Mm. I mean, I did lose an awful lot of weight years ago, but that was just doing uh, shakes and bars and nothing else. Mm. And I managed yeah. to keep the weight wow. off for a couple of years by sticking to that and then only having one meal a day in a bar. But it was miserable. That was miserable. That's what I was going to say. Like, wow. it, 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 one, it couldn't have been healthy. Sorry, it just one, qu one quick, if I, if I may just interject real quick for our united states listeners <laughs> porridge i've never heard that word except for nursery oh, rhymes sorry. Oh. it's a it's it's a dish consisting of oatmeal or other meals cereal okay so basically oatmeal right <laughs> it is oh it's oatmeal yeah okay okay so, so sharon quick question for you when when you did all these diets in the past was it all down to your own tuition or did you did, did you have anybody to help you along the way I know, like, but well, I did a lot on my own. Um, but the one, the, the one with the shakes and that I did through a pharmacy. That there was a, there was a, it was a fad for about two years there back. I'd say yeah. about two thousand and thirteen. Um, a lot of people were doing it, and that was done through the local pharmacy. Um, I joined a lot of slimming clubs. I've done them all. The the big ones are, I suppose, you know, the the, the Weight Watchers and Slimming World and all that. I've done all of that. Um. Mm. I've had some really good successes. Then I've had some really drastic successes because with them, you can eat what you want. They say you can eat what you want, but you have to do mm. it in moderation. But there's always treats in it. There's always everything. There's no real strictness in it. Mm. So that didn't that doesn't really suit me because I like to treat myself. Mm. And do you feel yeah. like... And, and, and those, those are so hyper palatable too. My wife and I were huge into the diet shakes for a long time. We were actually selling them. <laughs> we, we, were, we were so bought into diet shakes and meal replacement bars yeah. and vitamins. And, and we, we, were, we were just all about it. And then about five or six years into it, we were just like, this is bull crap. This isn't how, this isn't how, you, this isn't how you get healthy. We were gaining weight <laughs> because we were just getting, you know, we, we were able to out train a bad diet when we were in college, both playing hockey. And then after getting married and having kids, it was like, Okay, uh, I think we need to actually take our nutrition more seriously. And yeah, what we what we found was that there's so much marketing, and there's so much that you're that you're that you're that you're told from mainstream media. And what's what's the yeah. truth? The truth is, you don't really need most of that. You don't need a supplement to help you lose weight. You just need to go back to the way that we're supposed to be eating in the first place. Oh yeah, and like everything I ate, like everything I bought was low fat, low calorie you know, sugar free. And I thought, oh yeah, I'm doing great here. This is brilliant. And do you know, right. it's only since I started doing this program, my new way of living, um, I've realized that the full fat stuff is actually better for you and yeah. tastier. Yeah. Otherwise you're just killing yourself from the inside out. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think, this was, I, mean, I, think this is, I think this is where your hormones got, uh, got destroyed, um, Sharon, because it like, um, I remember I remember speaking to you on, on a few occasions at the very very beginning, and you 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 wanted to you wanted to get in shape, but you were very very yeah. frustrated. I think that's fair to say. It is fair to say, but now as as you know, Mark, I was coming out of a, a year where my father had just passed away. Yeah. And yeah. 
last August, I had always trained, even through all through COVID, I did training. Um, I did it at home on Zoom and all. I never let that down. Didn't go mad over COVID drinking or any like that, like a lot of people did. But my dad passed away last August and I was exercising probably three or four times a week. I, I, I have I did this exercise class that I loved. I still love it. I keep saying I go back to it. Um, mm. And then when dad died, I kind of passed away. I just kind of gave mm. up. I, mm. I, I, I kind of protected myself. I would go to work. I was coping. I thought I was coping great. I was going mm-hmm. to work and then I'd come home. And the way I felt I was coping, I'd have to kind of then bed in at home. So I'd come home and I'd close the door and I'd just be with my immediate family. So my, my two kids and my husband. Um, mm-hmm. And again, Monday to Friday, I wasn't really doing any harm I was taught I still thought I was eating healthy and all and then at the weekends I was probably drinking oh, probably well I won't say how much a bottle of wine maybe a couple of times at the weekend and wow. then I'd have crisps with that and that um I still say that the first one of the diets that I did do with the bars and the shakes I think wrecked my metabolism um and the reason why I say that is because I'm not the only one in my family that has done it and the three of us that have done it have seen massive changes in our bodies um, I always had kind of cellulite in my legs and that, but I mean, I was always fit. My legs didn't really bother me too much. But after doing the life trim, I noticed it in my arms. It was everywhere. I, I get it everywhere now, which I never had before, ever. Mm. Um, so I do think that. And then trying to lose weight since I had done that and put back on the weight, I, I just was, that's when I really started to find it hard to lose the weight. Now, I suppose I am 53. And I have, I am in the middle, I am in the menopause. I am one of the luckier women. I don't have a lot of the side effects, but I do have, I did have the bloating and the sweats and the tiredness and the, the lack of energy and the lack of mo- motivation and the brain fog and everything that goes with it. Um, mm-hmm. And trying to lose weight at the same time was really hard. It, was it just sounds like it was way too many stresses on your body at one time, huh? Yeah, there was. And then what happened was I, I was, kind of in a funk and then one day I was like no I need to do something and I just happened to be flicking through Facebook um, and this boot camp popped up and it's when I tell you it's literally around the corner from my house and I just thought no this is telling me something I need to get back into exercise I had always planned to go back to the box fit but I was afraid I wouldn't be able to run with all the lads because there's a lot of fellas that do it so I said no I'll go to this first and I'll see how I get on and that's when I met Mark and I think geez, probably within the second night I had told you what was happening and that I was fed up and that my dad had passed away and I was trying to get back into fitness. And he, he Mark was talking to me and I knew there was something he wanted to say to me, but he, he actually, in fairness, never said it. Um, and then he, I just ended up walking back with him for a few nights and then I asked him, I asked him what he did. And he said that he worked with people online uh, with their fitness and their nutrition. And I was like, oh, really? And then eventually I said to him, what's your link like what what's your insta thing and he gave it to me and then i had to look and then i actually asked him out what what it entailed and that and he told me so and that, but that was over a couple of weeks so um i ended up then giving up the boot camp and going on mark's program because i like the sound of what he was saying now if you ask me honestly probably when he told me about the no carbs i was like i can't do no carbs <laughs> i am yeah. a carb person but mm. at that stage i was so fed up and just so I actually hated the way I looked. <clears throat> like I, I have got a job. Um, I have a decent job. I'm quite confident and confident within my own um, abilities in work and 
dealing with people and speaking to people and all of that. But I would be mortified walking into a room to speak to people. And I would have to do that or walking out to meet the public. And all I would think of is that they're looking at me and all they see is this fat person. And no matter mm. where I was going or what I was doing, all I could think of was, okay, well, I'm going to be able to do this and I'm going to do a really good job. But all they're going to be saying is, look inside of her. And that's what was in my head. And I could never get it out of my head. Now, as I said, the first few days, the first couple of days without the carbs, I probably did get a bit of a headache in that. But mm. from speaking to you and from you explaining to me exactly what was going to happen and why I needed to do it. And I suppose a lot of it was your motivation and your positivity. I just thought, well, and I am, in fairness, I am quite a determined person when I set my mind to something. So I just thought, no, this is something I'm going to do. And I went into it because I wanted to break the habit and I knew there was no alcohol. And even though I do love drink, I was like, no, I need to break this habit. And that's why I said to Mark, OK, I'll give it a go. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to give it a go. And I'm happy enough to stay away from the alcohol. And we go with the carbs and see what happens. And then there was no veg. Do you remember the first week? Mm -hmm. And then I said to you, can I can I have veg? And then we discussed what I could have and what I couldn't have. Mm. And then we brought that in, and that was a game changer for me. That, but that's just a personal thing. I know a lot of the other people don't do that, but I felt mm. I needed something with it to go with the carbs. And then I had loads more energy, sleeping great. I was in great form, of course, because the scales were starting to go down. Even though I know Mark's always giving out to me about the scales, but um, and and I haven't really looked back since. Sure, I haven't Mark. I've been delighted at everything, every every yeah. week. Um, yeah. I still can't believe I don't eat that much. Well, I don't eat any carbs, but that, that I'm able to and that I can get up in the morning and go into work and then just have my lunch and my dinner and not eat before I have my meal at, at lunchtime or after my dinner at night time. Like May. before, okay. I, just, I just couldn't have done okay. that. Okay, so fast forward four months. Where are we right yes. now? Have you lost and how has your life changed? Well, four months later, as you know, Mark, we had ups and downs and ins and outs I had more injuries I think now than a professional athlete but we kept going and you adapted everything to suit me and to suit my needs and um, so I'm at the moment I'm walking doing light weights and a few floor exercises Um, I'm down mm. a good bit of weight I'm not allowed to mention my weight am I Mark? Well you can mention if you want to okay so I'm down I think it's 45 pounds wow and, um, wow yeah, I'm down a few times, but really That's amazing. Through the roof at the minute. I'm delighted with life. Absolutely yeah. delighted. Yeah. And and the and the thing and the thing about it is what we've done with Sharon has always been on her terms. Always. Like when when Sharon came back to me and she said, Listen, I have a shoulder injury or I can't do this and I can't do that. What was the first thing I told you? Take it out the plan. We'll find Take something else for you. And I think yeah. that's very important because there will be an awful lot of people listening to this that think that even though you have an injury, you need to push past it. If you're on a yeah. diet, just you just need to ignore it and just keep doing it. But we've actually proven that that's not the case and it should never be the case. No, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah I do. Because even though, like and you know, Mark, sometimes I was nearly crying coming to you because and the thing about it is when you have have a weight problem or a weight issue, I'd say, 
you always feel like a failure. If, if, if you, like, if I, every time I had to go to you and say, oh, Mark, you're not going to believe this. I genuinely was saying, is he going to think this, I'm just making this up? But it was always, mm. and, and I would still want to do it. And you'd say to me, stop doing it. And I'd say, no, I did that. And you'd say, no, don't do it. Take it out and mm. we'll change it. And you'd swap it with something else. So basically, yeah. I, I had so many injuries, really, Mark, that walking every day is really the main thing I've been doing. Yeah. yeah. And I've still managed to lose the weight that way. Mm. Yeah, and we and we've maintained it. Everything else, everything in your life at the moment, like I talk to you, that's what I was gonna say to you. Like, how important have these check-ins been to you on a weekly basis? Oh, they're everything. Well, let me see. Yes, they are everything. And I'm a person who likes to be held accountable. I'm like that yeah. in my in, in work and all. I and I do like it. I, and the check-ins are brilliant because I know if I have an issue or anything, I'm, obviously I know I can text you during the week. But I'm a, mm. I'm a face-to-face person. I prefer to speak to you about it. Um, yeah, and yeah. So, so I found it brilliant. I really mm. did. Even though sometimes it was a bit early in the morning. But anyway. And mm. you all, no matter what was going on, in fairness, even in the days when I felt crap, you you you, you lifted me up and, you, you know, you told me what mm. why we were doing it. And, you know, do you remember I was saying to you a couple of weeks ago, I was struggling a little bit. But for you, you then you explained to me that, well, it's a natural thing. It's the time of year and, you know it's gonna happen and just keep pushing through and i I didn't break it at any stage other than the times when i was going on holidays and i explained to you what i was going to do and i mean this time any other place i've been i wouldn't have gone on holidays i just wouldn't have gone i wouldn't have gone or i would have gone and i would have blown it completely but this year i didn't and i've been away as you know quite a bit this year on and off and Mm. i've I've managed to stick to it Whereas mm. I wouldn't have done that before. But even on the holidays, I knew I was going to be speaking. And I was like, right, I'm not going to let myself or Mark down this week. And I mean, obviously I knew it was working. I was delighted with it. But I yeah. have to say, I do have also, apart from checking in with you, my husband is a great help. He's so supportive. Mm. And that's where yeah. it starts from. It starts from home. Yeah. What does yeah. your husband do to help you stay on track? What does he say? Well, he it's it's... Well, he he's always he's always very encouraging. He always was like, um, but he's he does a lot of the cooking, um, <laughs> and we both make sure that everything's in the house that I need. Yeah. Um, and he makes sure he does my lunch and off me, you know, from the night before. Uh, oh, cool. And, I, and then he could go out and get me stuff. He's brilliant. He's very good. Yeah, now, I he's don't think into fitness as well. Like he trains and he works out and that. Um, and he used to always say, "Oh my, like." He used to always say to me, gosh, like, it's so unfair. You do so much exercising and minding what you're eating and looking at what you're doing. And it's getting you nowhere. And then as soon as he saw the results of Mark, he was like, oh, we'll get on this. Let's stick on this. Come on. This is really good. Wow. So- you know you know what? It was kind of the same thing with my wife and, and, and Coach Mark, too, actually, because I'd, I'd been doing her diet. I'd been doing her training and everything. And I, I've just been training her like a bodybuilder because I'm a bodybuilding coach. And so... Most okay. my most most of my athletes over all the years that I have been training, it's been people that want to that, that want to be competitive, that want to step on stage, and so I was um, training my wife like that, and uh, and 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 between that and parenting and business, it was just a lot for her. Just 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 like you, she was just under a lot of stress. It was just too much, and it didn't matter what we did. She just hit a wall and could not get results. And then when she started working with Mark, she just kind of threw a lot of what she was doing out the window and just did everything 
thing that she was saying. And she, he had her eat. He, I think he, Mark, did you have her eating like twice as much all of a sudden? And, and she, and she backed off of her training. She stopped doing her cardio and then she lost 10 pounds in the next couple of months. <laughs> just broke her right past yes. that plateau. It's so counterintuitive. And so I just feel like I'm hearing the same story all over again. I'm not surprised at all. That's incredible. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, the, uh, actually, sorry, just one thing that I can think of because I will forget, mm -hmm. as I said, I am have menopause brain, brain fog. One <laughs> thing I did find different with this is that when you're on a diet, I say the conventional diets where you have to have three meals a day and cut out everything. Every time you finish, I mean, now maybe it's just me psychologically, you're thinking of the next meal. What am I going to eat the next time? Yeah. And yeah. this, it doesn't happen on this. Right. And it's not because I know exactly what I'm having. I just know now, right, I'm going to have my lunch and I'm going to have my dinner and I know what I can have. And I can work around that. Even if I don't bring a lunch to work, I can go out in the local shops and I can buy what I need and bring it together. Um, but mm. there is that's the difference. Now that's for me. Obviously, that's a personal thing. But I do not think from day to day what am I going to eat? If so this what, had been this time last year, I'd be sitting downstairs now, probably having a glass of wine because work was so crap today. But now I'm like, no, get out over. I wow. did my work how, how long is it? before I went to work. So I was ready for and and then for the day. What does your alcohol consumption look like now? Did you cut it out altogether? Yes, more or less. I will have an odd glass. Um, oh, only on celebrations. Only when I would tell Mark I was going off plan. I, I didn't cheat once on the plan. Actually, That's I did incredible. one day. Do you remember I told you I cheated? I had balsamic vinegar. <laughs> I've noticed that when most people... That's pe how much I stuck to it. <laughs> I've noticed that when most people cut carbs and when they cut vegetables and start kind of heading down that... Um, paleo keto carnivore rabbit trail that alcohol is usually one of the first things to go and it's not even intentional usually it's just you, you just you just realize that you don't feel as good any, any, oh, anymore I'm anymore sure. when you drink it and and so no, and don't. so you just kind of want to move on from it just like moving head. on from carbs just go ahead sorry yeah. no that's it yeah love having a clear head in the morning at the weekends did, did yeah you feel and then like when, I, when, when i look back at the times where i just went completely off the rails with my diet um alcohol was almost always involved this is a personal thing again i know that i used to get wine on a friday night because i'd have a few drinks and then i'd be able to eat what i wanted because i had drink on me so really i had no control over what i was eating but the intention yeah. when i went out and got the wine was to eat it wasn't even the drink it was so that i could have the food with it because after all they go together and that I can, I can honestly tell you here. And see, that's that's the problem because so many people will do the standard diet and they'll they'll stick to it, but they don't realize that that sh that dopamine hits that you're getting from sugar, even from carbohydrates, it makes it makes the diet very very hard to sustain. So when someone says, okay, you can eat six times a day, or you can eat you can eat five times a day, but you can have the odd treat at the end of the day, like what do you say to those kind of people? You're wasting your time. Definitely you're wasting your time. I would have been that person. I would have thought, yeah, this is it. This is great. I've been great all day. Might have a little treat. Um, but it doesn't work. It really doesn't work. No. I think it just feeds addictive behavior. It does, yeah. As I said, Friday night, getting wine. But the wine, it wasn't for the wine, really. It was more for the eating than the wine. And then, and then the next day and, and the next morning, I would hate myself. Yeah. And the more you, the more you restrict yourself from that food, the more you're sitting down, you're getting anxious, you're 
You're like, think about what you're going to eat all the time, yeah? That, that's when you get emotional about food. And that's how so many people end up getting a really, really bad relationship with food. And I think at one stage, Sheridan, you were there. And I think I think we're getting there now. I think we're, we're eventually getting there. But I think yeah. at that point, you had a really, really bad relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did, yeah. I, I was definitely, and I would still say I was an emotional leader. 100% yeah. an emotional leader. Um, I mean, and especially in, in Ireland, like everything we do, I suppose a lot of families are like that, are, is around food. If you're meeting up, it's around food. If there's a birthday, if there's a party, if there's anything going on, if there's trouble, you know, everybody gets together, but there's always food involved. And obviously, ever had an emotional any, leader, you eat. Yeah, ever any, had anybody talk to you and say, like, why, why are you eating fat? Why are you eating protein on its own? Have you ever had people come up to you and say that to you? Yeah, I've had a few people saying, what, are you mad? Why are you doing that? And I just say to them, um, well, it's, I'm doing, I haven't said anything because a lot of people are just lately commenting on my weight loss and they say to me, oh, what diet are you on? And I just keep saying to them, I'm not on a diet. Hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm on a program. I've changed the way I eat. And right. they keep saying to me, oh, you'll have to tell me your secret. And I keep saying, no, I, yeah, I'm on a program. It's a high fat, high protein program. And every time they'd say, what diet? And I say, no, I'm not on diet, I'm on the program. I've changed the way I'm eating. That's amazing. Yeah, that's um, quite, so, you, but they say, and what do, do you, do you, you ever? Carbs? Why aren't you eating carbs? That can't be good for you. And I'd say, well, look at me. I'm a dice. What, what do I look like to you? Mm. <laughs> um, I was in a meeting earlier today with a gentleman that was at, that was, that he, he's just kind of struggling being around lots of social situations. Like you said, everywhere you go, there's, there, there's food, right? And so he's been going, he's been going to, birthday parties, um, anniversaries, uh, weddings, all kinds of stuff, and describes his family as being um, very, I guess, not accepting of of (laughs) him turning down their food because that's like what their family does. Um, Have you ever found yourself in social situations to where you're pressured to, to, hey, so-and-so made this pie and she makes this pie every year. Are you kidding me? You're not having any? that kind of stuff? Or do you allow yourself flexibility in social situations? What does that look like? Um, no, um, I would, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. So mm-hmm. say for example, the few parties I've been to over the last while since I started this program, my relaxing would just be, I, instead of having anything sweet or cake or anything, I might have a glass of wine if I'm at a party, just so that I can say, right, I'm being sociable. I will have, the, if we're out for a meal, I will have a meal, but I will have a steak and salad and a glass of wine. I won't have starters, I won't have the dessert, but I will have the wine. So, and that to me is the treat. And I would always say to Mark, this is what I plan to do um, at the weekend. Um, and then wow. I'll get right back on it the next morning. Very, so very I'm, good. I'm, I'm staying away from all the sweet stuff and and the biscuits and the bars and the cakes and everything and my family in fairness are all my extended family i have a huge family um and to be honest mm-hmm. with you we're all every single the majority of the women have weight issues um mm-hmm. so they're all totally understand they're, they're totally understanding now sometimes they'd say would you not have another drink and i'd say no or else if i go out now and i don't drink there's no no one bothers me anymore because i just think i'm doing i'm doing so well that it's it's working for me and why would you want to change that's incredible. That, that's that, that, that. I think that gives a lot of hope to people that are worried about losing friends and losing and, and losing family because like that that'll that'll happen. Like if some if somebody if somebody goes all meat and and abstains from everything that they 
that just doesn't agree with their body that they're that they're not a fan of it's just not serving any purpose um they don't they don't miss it anymore um that can i think that can give a lot of hope to people to 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 realize no you can you can communicate to your family you can communicate to your friends um in a loving way why you're making the decisions that you are and how it yeah. doesn't change how you see them as your friends and your and their family if they get offended by that that's on them are you kidding me like who are yeah. they to tell you what you can and can't put inside of your body it's your body and it seems like you're living a a very um humble example of that is what it looks like um yeah well no look my my, my family and my friends are great um, they always were like, I mean, like my, my best friend that we go walking every morning. Um, so that's something we just started at the start of the summer. And now we go every morning together before she goes to work. And she's got bad knees, but she started to come out to support me because I was like, how am I going to get up at 10 to 7 and go walk? And she's like, I'll go with you. So and then if we go out, she wouldn't be saying, oh, have a drink or anything. But I will say, oh, I have to say that as well, what I forgot to mention was the way I feel every day, apart from feeling great on the outside i feel great on the inside yeah um i don't have any bloatedness i don't i'm not as tired as i used to be my skin is well i always have good skin but my skin is lovely and clear and i have a lot more energy than i ever did but i have to say the bloatedness is a huge thing yeah that i don't get anymore how's your how's your mental clarity throughout the day like how 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 are you how are you like performing in in work compared to how you were before making the transition to working with mark um, well, I probably would have been a high achiever in work anyway, but I, I definitely the brain fog has gone a good bit. You know, it's, I'm not as foggy cool. as I said, only probably nice. with menopause and women will understand this. You know, um, sometimes um, I still lose words, but that's just down to the menopause and having three men that wreck my head constantly living with me for messing all the time and winding me up. But other than that, no, I do. Yeah, definitely. Um, everything clearer, you know, that way. So cool. yeah, I'm, I'm delighted with it. I feel great. What was the hardest food for you to give up? Ooh, now, let me think. Um, I don't think anything was hard. I'd say it was just the fact that I was giving up carbs in general, psychologically huh. it was, Interesting. It, was unbel- it was, it was, I just couldn't believe I was, I was going to do it. Do you know? Yeah. Um, and I would, I don't know, probably maybe, what I say, chips? I don't know. Biscuits, maybe? I don't know. No, no, it wasn't even a bit biscuit either. Crisps, I'd say crisps, because I loved crisps. Mm. I don't know. If, 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 do you know what crisps are? I don't know if you know. Do you call them no, crisps? is that like a sweet treat, like a dessert? No, they would be a savory potato fry, a potato snack in, in bags. Oh. And I have to say, from working with you, Sharon, like you're one person, you're one determined person. That's that's one thing I'll give you. Like you haven't missed a beat since day. No, I haven't. But at, at the same time, I'm still like I'm so happy that I'm still with you because I'd still be nervous. Not that I'd be nervous because I kind of know now, but I, it's just I suppose you're like my uh, comfort blanket. <laughs> I have you there if I need you, and I can text you and say, "Oh." And I'm sure half times you think I'm crazy. Uh, as I said, once you get to know me, I tell you exactly what I, I'm doing. I like that phrase. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and I and I've always said to you on a weekly basis, 
um, no matter what, what, no matter what challenges we faced. I mean, we we faced. Uh, I think the last challenge we faced about two weeks ago was the sales, and I had to make sure you were at ease straight away. And I just said to you, listen, just just relax. I have to explain to you the reasons why your weight fluctuates up and down. But I think ever since then, I think what I'm trying to say is every time you had a hard question, I always made sure yeah. you would you would learn from that question. It wouldn't be like it wouldn't be like, OK, just get rid of the scales. I had to educate you. I had to tell you, OK, the reason why we're removing the scales is for X, Y and Z. OK. Oh, you let's do that do, for let's... everything. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's great. Yeah. Did it help and, you and kind that's... of develop some ownership over all, all, all the decisions and the changes that you're making? Absolutely. No, you have it there. Ramon. He did. Yeah, he did. Everything Mark explained, he explained yeah. the reason why we're doing it, why we needed to do it. Why, how it would benefit me and Mark doesn't, then also psychologically how it would benefit me as well. Yeah, Mark Mark doesn't tell you what to do. He tells you how to think. That's what I've learned over the last year with him. <laughs> yeah, no, he does. Yeah, yeah. But he, he doesn't do it. Like he does it in a, his manner is, is brilliant. Like it's, it's never condescending or anything or you should do this and you need to do that. It's like, look, this is what you need to do. This is why you need to do it. And I'll help you. And this is how we do it. So and here's, it's and very here's clear what, and very easy to follow. Yeah. So, Sharon, right. there's someone out there in your situation right now that is dying to talk right. to somebody, dying to talk to somebody that is struggling really badly with their weight loss. What advice would I give them? Yeah. Well, I suppose I would say to them that it might, it might be worth their while to have a chat with you and see <laughs> how you can help them out. Amen. Yeah. Seriously. Like, what can they do? I'll, like, if you don't try, you know, you, you won't know. You, you just, I mean, I'm just so delighted. I met you when I met you, Mark. I think, as I said to you, when I saw the thing on Facebook, I thought, this, no, this is fake. I have to go over to this boot camp. And mm. that's how I met you. And it was, I'm delighted I did it because it's the best thing I've done. Amazing. No, it's it's yes. It's been an absolute pleasure. It really has. I've, and I've said this to you since day one. Your transformation will shock people. Shock. Yeah, I know. I am delighted. Now, the only thing I've noticed is that um, I might be getting a little few wrinkles because I'm getting so skinny now. So, you know, I'll have to yeah. start. I have, have to work on that now. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's a sign of it's a sign of it's a sign of wisdom it looks good it's a sign of wisdom it looks good on you sharon oh i know yeah yeah you're supposed to say i look young seriously but no i would say give it a go i mean what's the worst that can happen yeah yeah and if someone if someone said if someone said like listen i want to do it but i can't give up my carbohydrates what would you say i'd say because I would have said absolutely no way. I I was that person. I was that person. I was like, no, couldn't give up carbs. I've no interest in carbs. Giving up carbs. I don't want to give up carbs. And then uh, within two days, I didn't give it up. Mm. So I um, did it. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Congratulations. And what's the, what's the biggest thing you've learned over the last four months? Well, two things I've learned, I suppose. One of them, which came directly from you, Mark, just, and this is probably absolutely nothing to do with the actual weight loss, was not to be so hard on myself and to just do mm. what I can do and take each day as it comes, but 
to give it 100% and to put every bit of effort that I could into it and to follow the program. And that if I, as you said, if I go 100%, if I give it 100%, the results will come and I'll be happy and you'll be happy. But most importantly, I'd be happy. And that mm-hmm. if there was any issues, you'd back me up. Yeah. Wow. 100%. Yeah. And number two. Yeah. yeah, don't Love eat it. carbs and I don't need to drink alcohol all the time. Yeah, so, I, I think yeah. most importantly as well, you don't need to overtrain. You don't Absolutely. need to do... Oh, sorry, yes, you're dead right yeah. there. I don't need to overtrain. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you don't, don't need and, to... And, and, like, I'm literally walking 5k a day. Um, yeah. I'm doing the weights twice a week. I even have a niggle this week, so I, I, I do... But I will say I do feel a bit guilty when I don't do the weights, but that's only because now I want to tone my body. But, yeah. but the weight loss side of it, you, all you need to do is walk. Yeah. If you can walk, that's all you need to do. Yeah, that's all there is. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't, honestly, just like don't I make I would have t- thought you couldn't. I would have thought you had to. You had to go into the gym or you had to be mm. running or you had to be in all that. And you said to me, stop, just stop, start walking. And remember you said that to me? I was like, what? I mm. know, Mark, I couldn't do that. And you were like, and it was your own boot camp. It wasn't anybody else's boot camp. So you said, stop the boot camp immediately mm. and start walking. And that's what I did. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I, and I remember I used to say that to a few people in the boot camp. So I used to say, listen, um, you really don't need this. And even though I do the boot camps, it's, it's kind of my, my thing. I always say to people, listen, you actually don't need this. Like you coming, you coming down to me running for an hour, killing yourself in it, doing this exercise, you really don't need any of it. And people look at me they're, and they're like, like, no, you, you're talking shy. Of course I need to exercise. Of course I need to eat properly. And I'm like, you, you actually don't. No. You did? That's what you showed me. And it's, it's insane. And, and, it's, and I think the quicker... I think the quicker we the people realize that, I think that they'll they'll improve their health by so much. Because the way I see it is, if you're overweight and you're carrying a lot of weight, by someone asking you to scream at you, listen, run, do some burpees, do some jumping jacks, that's just going to put more stress on your body. It's just going to lead to more injuries. And then what's going to happen is you're going to get really, really emotional about exercise. You're going to give up. Then come January, you're going to do it all again are you gonna you're gonna repeat that cycle every single year yeah well that's very true and i think that's, that's where why the, pe- that's why the gyms are so full every january yeah yeah and yeah, then they're empty, they're empty by the summer yep and then again in september for christmas and most people are gone by the end of october what yeah. want to know what's want to know what's really sad is that's the, that's the these big boxes gyms uh, plan the entire time. They know that everybody's just crash dieting. They know everybody's just hyped up and 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 just feels bad because they ate way too much over the winter, and they know that they're not going to be around in the summer. But that's how they make their money. They don't make their money by people going to the gym. They make money from people paying the gym and not going anymore. So yeah. they sign them in yeah. year long contracts. Great, you're there for a couple days. You lose a couple pounds, you give up because you run your hormones into the ground, and then you think that there's something wrong with your body, you just give up and then try again next year. That's based, that's what most people do in the United States. Yeah. Oh, same here in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sharon, that's all I have to say. Um, as I mentioned to you today, I think this is going to help an awful lot of women. This is the reason why I wanted to get you on. So I can't thank you enough for taking your time your day to come on. Um, it's hey, been well. amazing. Um, thank you for having me, Mark. 
Well, thanks, you're for, very, thanks for being on the show, so Sharon. I, I learned, I learned, I learned a lot too. This was, this was, this was just wonderful for me seeing the relationship that um, that Mark has with, 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 with ladies like you because this is this this is all stuff that I that I need to learn and get better at too. I've been doing this for a while, but not near as long as Mark. And so, um, thanks for thanks for coming on and sharing your testimony too. It really, it really helps me as a coach too, quite a bit. So, Luis, where did it start for you? I got to go back nine years because that's when it all kind of began when I wanted to kind of get myself into gear and like as a young as like a young child say like I was a dancer so I danced I swam done all them things and then of course coming into your teens and into your 20s the boyfriends came along and the waist started coming on and whatever and then I had my son Max and after I had him I had a c-section an emergency c-section with him and getting back into what I was doing before just it didn't happen so what I decided to do then was I was going out on runs by myself and um, kind of trying to basically I stopped eating like you know I kind of went into oh yeah if I don't eat and I walk I'd be fine and the weight will fall off me and then everything be grand um, and of course that that wasn't the case that didn't happen so then I did join like a six-week transformation body transformation thing with um, a guy down in Drada when I lived down in Drada and it was basically yeah come and join our six-week plan uh, I'll show you what to do but there was no like interaction with you. you you rocked up on the day that was your day to do the gym session and then you were let to go home so there was no kind of consistency with them like what to eat what to be doing on days that you're not in the gym all that kind of stuff so after a while then I ended up joining Slimming World the, the the most the famous disaster of I think the whole world knows. So Giant Slimming World again, it was you can eat whatever you want and you can eat as much as you want about it, but you have sins as well. And I did lose weight, but I lost weight the wrong way. So I did I lost three stone of eating carbs, like plates of carbs. So we breakfast, carbs, 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 lunch, carbs, dinner, carbs. And that's all it was. And yeah, I did lose the weight, but as soon as I stopped, it was all back on again. Because there was no like exercise, there was none of that. Like none of that. Yeah, you were eating healthy food, but you were eating mostly carbs all the time. And did you so, feel you were did you feel you were fighting a losing battle and battle? Of course, yeah. Cause yeah, because as as soon as as soon as you kind of went, oh, I'd love to try something else. Like, and I know no food is a bad food, but when you did come off what they were telling you to eat. You just, you felt terrible. You were like, oh my God, why am I doing this? Like, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? You had so many questions. Like, and every week you'd feel amazing going in. It was, I don't care what anyone said. It was rigged. It was mm. totally rigged because you'd weigh yourself in your own scales and you'd go in. They say, no, you're up two pounds now. Because they knew yeah. like once you were losing weight, if, um, you probably weren't going to come back. But then mm. as soon as you start putting up weight, yeah, you'd come back. So 100% for me, my experience in, and this is only me coming from me, it was rigged because mm. there was no way yeah, I, there was no way and i think that's the biggest problem in the fitness industry people are just too focused on the scales so if they don't yeah. lose that pounds or you know what i mean if the if the scales hasn't moved it's like oh my god i haven't made any progress yeah and yeah. even at the meetings when you'd go in for the meetings you'd feel if you were saying well today now this week you put up two pounds you'd sit there and feel like you were after murdering somebody because that's mm. how that's the way you were made feel 
you weren't made to fail. All right, that that happened this week, but you know what? Next week it'd be great. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like that. You were literally, you sat there with like told other people, and you were kind of ridiculed for gaining two pounds or gaining a pound. And what did that do? To, what did that do to you mentally? Oh, you, like my my relationship with food, and I've only known this now since I started started with you. My relationship with food is absolutely shocking. And it's because of all them things. It's because of these six-week challenges and it's because of the likes of Slim and Walt. Mm. Definitely 100%. That's what has that. That's what made my relationship with Phil so bad. Really? Cause they, yeah, because they were telling me, like, oh, carbs, yeah, 100% you can eat carbs. And, and I knew that's what it was. Like, I know when I first started with you, I had got carbs in my diet, but then we changed it to, obviously, doing carnivore. And mm. you know the difference in me. Like, we had this conversation today. I had carbs last week and I'm in a shit place right now. I don't know whether I'm allowed to say that or not, but I'm in a brutal place because I had carbs. Yeah, so just just um you can, day, you can swear you can swear on this channel too. That's okay. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and one one more thing for, for our American listeners. I don't know if anybody else has not heard of the word stone before, but I'm not familiar with that in terms of weights. So I just Googled it and apparently it's 14 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. 14 okay. pounds is in a stone. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, do you, yeah. do you, so you've eliminated all carbs. Do you ever, do you ever incorporate honey? Do you ever incorporate berries? That's been a really popular topic is, is that um, within the carnivore sphere that you're relatively safe with those. Paul Saladino is a huge fan of this approach. I'm, I'm curious if you're, um, stri yeah. strict no strict no carbs at all and what that looks like no because I had this conversation with Mark because obviously I looked up about carnivore and what I could kind of eat because I do love fruit um, mm -hmm. yeah so berries blueberries would be one of my go-tos blueberries raspberries anything that's a berry really I wow. do like yeah what, when do you when do you incorporate those um, it depends on what day it depends on whether I'm training or not so like in the morning time, so I'd usually have like the coffee with the butter in my coffee. Um, and I'd have a few blueberries maybe. Not all the time mm. though, but I do have blueberries and stuff because I I am a big fruit thing and I had to ask Mark was that something that I could actually do. So Yeah, I I, I firmly believe that um if something makes you happy, you should keep it in, unless it has a major effect on your health. So me me and Louise had I a agree. conversation. Me and Louise had a conversation today, um, and she went a little bit off. But she she brought the carbohydrates back in, but um, psychologically she wasn't feeling very well over it at all. And she knew that she wasn't actually gaining weight; it was just affecting her mind. And this is why mm. we need to get on a check in today. It was very very important to understand that, but um, it wasn't because she was eating the carbohydrates and she was gaining weight. It's because all those dark demons were coming back and our body was getting inflamed. Our body was getting, uh, was retaining water. Um, but when she was doing things in the past, she never had those issues. Um, and it was very, very important to understand this and try and get back on plan as quick as possible. So if I fast forward a few uh, after Slimming World, Louise, what did you do next? So after Slimming World, um, so I've been on the move, so moving house, like moved to three different areas say over the last three four years maybe so after slimming walls obviously it wasn't working for me because eating carbs constantly 
just no yeah I, I did lose weight but it just made my relationship with food just brutal just like that's all I can say it's just brutal so um I moved into the countryside and I had no, nothing around me so it was like a 40 minute drive for anything around me whether it was a gym a shop doesn't matter what it was so what I started to do and obviously was I started to go out running and I really enjoyed running for me mental health I loved running but I didn't have any kind of um, I had no trainer, I had nobody to kind of guide me to what I was doing. And so while I was running, the field that I was putting into my body wasn't fueling what I was doing. So so then I just gave up. I mm. literally just gave up. I was like, right, I am running. It's great. I'm getting out. I'm getting the exercise. My mental health is great. But I wasn't getting where I wanted to go with my body, say. So that's yeah. what I done. Yeah. And then and obviously again, I moved again. Yeah. <laughs> And again, so you, what I, so, I think the most important thing is all the way through this, you were just fighting those losing battles and it was just getting you absolutely nowhere. No matter what exercise, no matter what you brought into your life, you were just still eating those foods on a daily basis. Yeah, because it's because like I was always taught like eat less, move more. Mm, yeah, that's what, yeah. Yeah, good point. Yeah, like, it's in all, the, to an extent, but eat less, move more, but I was eating so much less I wasn't mm. feeling my body to do what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. And I think we've all you know? I think we've all grown up the same. Like just focus on your calorie intake. It's all about calories. As long as you go to the gym and burn off enough calories throughout the day, you're gonna lose weight. But that just messes you up long term psychologically. No, definitely not. What, yeah, and I think that's what happened with you. I think over the years you, you, you found yourself lost then with food. Yeah. Yeah, because I like being taught one thing for like say a year, a year or more, and losing as for for Carl and the, the UK people or the US people, like fourteen pounds, like every couple of months I was losing, so three stone in total, which mm. is what 20, almost fifty pounds. Yeah, like and that was that. Yeah, that was brilliant, but I was putting the wrong food in my body. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? And I was constantly going. Um, like going to your meeting every week and being nervous about or going, oh my god, am I am I after losing enough? Because the way you felt when every time you went into these places, yeah. because like if you weren't losing the weight, you were kind of frowned upon. Like you were kind of like, oh my, why aren't you not losing weight? Like are you not listening to what I'm saying? Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? So mentally, it, mentally it was torture. And what it wasn't and what, a nice wow. a nice experience? And what was the trigger, Louise, when I'm doing this? Is it point where you like? Yourself, like I'm never gonna lose weight. I did feel like that. Yeah, I felt like right. I, I don't think I'll ever be able to do this again without anybody guiding me. Or, um, I have to fill myself full of carbs again to actually yeah. get somewhere, and that's not the case. Like, and what was the turning point? The turning point for me was obviously I saw so it. So I when I was down there, it was miles away from Manching. Then I moved back to Dublin, where I am now. Um. And everything was around me. I had all the tools that I could get. Mm. And then I found you <laughs> through Jennifer, through my sister. So I was kind of, I was kind of skeptical about it. I was kind of like going, oh, this is just another one of these six week plan things that I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what am I going to do? Yeah. I was like, oh no, I don't think I can do this again. and have another, like stay with someone for a couple of months and then that's it. So I really, my clothes weren't fitting me. I was unhappy. Everything about life was just getting me down. I have two young kids and they'd look at me and they're 
brutally honest. They'd say, Mammy, why are you fat? And then that was killing me. That was actually <laughs> killing me that they were saying that because everyone else that oh, I that met was heartbreaking. Oh, look. Yeah, and everyone else would turn around and say to you, Oh, God, Louise, you look great. Mm. Fantastic. And I know, I knew I didn't feel like that. So, what, mm. what were they saying that I wasn't? And then I realized I'm actually quite good at hiding how I look. Mm. So, mm. the clothes that I wore made me look great, all right. Underneath that, I was hiding this fat body that my kids could see every day. We're a naked mm. family, like we don't hide things. Like, do you know that way? We go in and out of the out of out of the bathroom, like, and they see me in all my glory. Obviously, I see them. They're only young kids, so like mm. they'd say it to me, and I think that was the best thing for me for my kids to turn around and say, "Mommy, why are you fat?" Mm. And then I'd go because I had two babies, and then they'd look at me as if to say, "I know that's not true." I know that's not why you're fat. Mm. You're fat for all the other reasons, Mammy, but not that. But um, yeah, that was a turning point. The, the minute my little one said to me, Mammy, why are you fat? I was like, oh my God. That's why I need, I need to sort myself out. Mm. Mm. Because everybody else around me was saying, oh, you look amazing, you're great. And then I was saying, maybe I do look amazing. Maybe I have body dysmorphia. Maybe I'm seeing something that they're not. But now mm. my little one, being three years of age, two years of age, turned around, said to me, "Mammy, why are you fat?" And then that was the that was the light bulb moment where I went, "Right, you I need the, to sort this out." You know what the coolest part of that story too is is you is you took ownership into your own hands. I'm a I'm a huge fan mm. of the book Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. Jocko Willink. I don't know if you've, if you've ever heard of it, but you summed up basically what what is what is his approach. What would be the what would be the easiest thing to do in that situation? Tell your tell tell your kid, hey, don't tell people you're fat. That's really rude. I mean, mm. that's probably something that kids shouldn't say to begin with, anyway. <laughs> but, mm. but, but, ki but kids are, but, but kids are. I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and they are very, very honest with their words. Brutally honest. They tell you exactly how yeah. they're feeling because they have to. They learn discretion as they grow and as they mature and as they get older. And so, I, I, I respect you as a parent for not for for not putting the blame for that situation on your child but for you looking in the mirror and taking personal responsibility and go you know what no this is something that i need to change and um i think that mark is the guy to help me get there yeah definitely 100% 100% he is like and everything like i had this conversation that i had with mark today like everything that i'm doing like my little one last night joined me in doing my workout that i was doing like, you know, and she was like, and she, and she loved it. Like, you know, like she, obviously she wasn't lifting weights around, but she was doing all the other things that she could do. Like, and she's like, is this going to make me fit? And I like, and she's only four. And I was like, yeah, this is going to keep you fit and healthy. Now she dances and stuff, but um, I don't want to throw something like that at them either. But they, they can see that mommy's trying to improve. Like, and she's trying to do, do what, what she wants to do with our body. So mm. like, and for me, being with Mark, I've realized it's not about, it's not about losing the weight and having the amazing body. It's about learning why I'm doing it. It's about learning why I'm putting the field in my body that I'm putting in it now. And yeah. like trying to understand why I am where I am. And I think that's more, like like I say to, yeah. to Mark, I don't want a quick fix. I don't want to be, neck in two months time, I don't want to be the lightest I've ever been in my life. I want to learn why I'm doing, I want to learn why I'm fueling my body, the way I'm fueling my body, why I'm doing it, what the purpose is of it. Like, and all of that comes back to me kids. Like I'm watching me kids grow up and having them look at their mommy and say, my mommy is just, yeah, I want to be like my mommy when I grow up. I don't want my kids to be fat. 
and unhealthy and unfit. I don't want any of them things for them, you know. And I think if I continued the path I, I was on, I just would have got bigger and bigger and bigger. And they would have looked at me thinking that that was okay. And it's not okay. You're setting an incredible example for them. Yeah. And like, that's why yeah, that's I why I'm doing like the kids are. Well, they're the one that actually they're the ones that are being so honest with me. So I need <laughs> to be able to show them that I'm doing this because of them. Amen. Because their honesty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the way I see it is everybody has a reason why. And everybody should, especially a parent, should be a role model in front of the kids. There's no point in you doing it. And then your kids are just basically shit. It just won't make, it just won't work. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I always make sure that if somebody who I'm working with is looking after themselves, they need to make sure they're doing that with the family also. Because... Because it just won't work. You won't get the support that you need at home. If you're sitting over there in the corner and you're eating your food and your partner's over the other side, he's eating like a, a pizza and your, your kids are eating ice cream. You know what I mean? It's it's just not going to work. So it starts from at home, doesn't it? Definitely. Yeah. 100% it does. Yeah. And like and my kids are noticing it so much more like with me, like even like the, the skill policy that they have as well, it's healthy foods. Like they're allowed a treat on a Friday, but like my my both of my kids are very conscious about what they are, what they do actually eat because it's drilled into them in school, and we didn't have that grown up, Mark. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I we didn't have like when you go to school and have your lunch. It wasn't like like it wasn't you have to have a healthy lunch. It was you got had lunch and that was it. Mm -hmm. Where now, like it is, it's the healthy approach. Like and they are very conscious of, conscious of that. Yeah, and I think when you look at what most parents do for the kids now they'll put like loads of stuff into their lunchbox, like loads of stuff, like mm. stuff that like literally full of sugar. I think we've moved on from like adding like sweets into lunchboxes, but you can still see that the amount of food that goes into a child's lunchbox nowadays is just insane. Absolutely insane. It's just like sandwiches and fruit and cheese sticks and yogurt. And it's like, my God, you're just feeding your child a ton of sugar here, like a ton of sugar. And then, and then when, when they come home, they come home, they get their, they get their dinner, then they'll probably get a, a, a snack after that. So it, it just yeah. never, never stops. And I think it's very, very and important I, for a good coach. It's not, a lot, it's not all about like shouting at a person and saying like, okay, do this, do that, or giving your macros. It's about listening. Um, yeah. And I've known, I've known Louise now just over a year and I've heard some incredible stories from her. Um, and I've always said to her from day one, she should be extremely proud of herself from from where she's come to where mm -hmm. she is right now. And it's just mm -hmm. a matter of just getting up, getting over it as quick as possible, and and just try and believe in yourself. Yeah, um, like Mark is day. Mark is not just me trainer. Mark's not just me trainer to help me with me field, but mentally, mentally, definitely, Mark has helped me so much. Like. Because I, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe that I could do what I'm doing right now. I didn't believe that I could lift what I'm lifting right now and that I could live without carbs. And only for Mark kind of believing in me more than I believed in myself, I think, at the start. Like, mm. I don't think I would have stuck to it, like, you know? And I yeah. like his honesty, his honesty with everything. Yeah, he could be very cutthroat, but that's what I need. I know that's what I need. I know, like, I need someone that has to be... <laughs> That can be totally brutally he honest is, with me. 
he, yeah. he is he is so brutally honest. I'm wondering, I'm starting yeah. to wonder if it's an Irish thing too, like the way that your kids are talking to you too. It's like, I don't know, it seems to be more like of, of your guys' culture. <laughs> We're, us, us Americans yeah. are a little more sensitive. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, maybe but, so. But, he's, but but if he if he didn't care, he wouldn't say it that way. If he if he didn't if he didn't care about you, he would tell you what you he, he would tell you what you want to hear, not what you need to hear. But he always tells you what you need to hear. And he doesn't care if you're ready to hear it or not, because he knows that you need to hear it. And then that and that that's that's why that's why all of his clients are long term. There's no one that signs up and stops and signs yeah. up and, and, and stops. And that's the that's the business model of every other trainer mm-hmm. is just to get somebody really fast results. And how do you do that? You make them eat less, but you tell them they can eat whatever they want. You make them do a bunch of cardio. They see the scale go down. They're losing a lot of fat, a lot of muscle, and they're losing a lot. They're just losing weight all around because that's just that's just what the, the human body does. And then they and, and they and they think they're there, but it's not sustainable. And they gain all that weight back. We lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure we lose in the United States more weight than any than any other country in the world. But we yet keep gaining that weight back and we still have the highest, like one of the highest obesity rates. And Mm -hmm. the reason is because people just can't stick with a diet long term. Um, If you're eating the way that your body's designed to eat, which I believe is a which which I believe is a primal approach that, that involves very minimal carbs and very minimal, very minimal vegetables, even. Um that's something that you can adhere to long-term. Have you ever, have you ever felt like you're overly restricted on this diet at all? Have you ever felt like you're missing out and like you want carbs back in? I think a lot of people are just scared to give it a, to, to give it a try, but after they've do, been doing it for a couple of months, then you just, you just never want to go back. Have you ever considered going back? Um, yeah, I did. Like, and I won't lie. Mark is very honest with you saying, like where he'd say to you, if you want to eat it, and when that got into your head, you're going, he's telling me if I want that, I can eat that. And then I'm going, no, no, no. There's a reason why he's saying that. Because I know it's like, how, how, do, how do I even describe it? If Mark says to me, if you want that, eat it. I know for a fact that's wrong what I want. I'm going to eat it because I know I can have it if I want it. Does that make mm. sense to you? I know yeah. I can have it if I yeah. want to. And if it's and if it's something that you enjoy and that you can get a, and that you can get away with and you don't have any and, and if you don't have any negative side effects from it, like my wife can do better with bread than I can, so I don't eat bread. But yeah. she 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 adds a little bit here and there. Other than that, she's pretty much ninety percent, ninety five percent red meat based, just like, just like I am. And we all have we I, th- I think we all have. Um, different, different approaches to it based on what our bodies respond best to, but um, also based on just what's practical with everyday living too. And I think that like having those conversations has having those conversations with Mark been something to help you. This is a very intuitive diet. So has this, has this kind of, has this kind of helped you to um, think for, think further ahead and to put and, and to, and to put, and, and to know, when you're in that gray area, when you're crossing the line and when you're just enjoying life and not getting too strict about it? Like, cause I'm kind of only new to this side of it, the, the kind of the carnivore side of it. Um, and like this week, I mean, I had the carbs, like I, that's made me realize like, okay, I don't want to have those carbs. I am all new to this and I am learning. Um, but this week has definitely made me realize just eating them carbs, how much, how different I felt adding that back into my diet in what way and i don't 
like like I was saying to you this morning, like my muscles ached doing a workout last night and I've never had that. And that's yeah. just from adding like literally one portion of rice into my my week this week. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I mentioned to you today. Your body got too yeah. inflamed. You were carrying too much water. And this is this is where people get these injuries, to get these niggles, to get these back aches, to get these uh, um, knee pains, and they don't understand what the problem is. And it's because mm-hmm. your body's in a shitload of water. Yeah. Water, because when you look when you look at the human body, the human body is not designed to walk around with a lot of water in it. It's it's a this, this is a fact. Yeah. Like ninety nine percent of the people now that introduce carbohydrates into their body are walking around basically with a shitload of water in their body, and they and they have no idea. And what they'll say is, oh, it's just body fat. It's just I, I like I, if I cut out the carbohydrates, I'll drop body fat. But then what happens is they get they get a really really bad relationship with foods. They do it for about two or three weeks, and then when that three weeks is over, they get so emotional that they go back to the carbohydrates. But not only that, they binge. They start emptying the bleeding fridge. Mm-hmm. They start turning to chocolate and biscuits, and then and then they have this big blowout. And then the next day they start getting really upset. They start crying. It starts getting a lot worse. And like um, and it, being new, to, being new to this for me, and learning as I'm going along. Like I said, I'm not in this for a quick fix. I'm in this for a long, for the long haul, because I want to learn. Yeah, I want to be able to control what I'm doing. My mental side yeah. of it, like my mental, like just just having the, the mentality to be able to look at food and understand why I don't need it in my body and why I do need it in my body. And knowing yeah. the difference, do you know what I mean? So, like, I don't yeah. want to go back down that path of, yeah, when I was in Slim World, I could eat all the carbs I wanted. When I left that, all the weight came back. Why did it all come back? Where, yeah. like, I want to be able to go on this journey and be able to understand why. I never understood why, uh, why I was eating so many carbs and I was losing weight. I didn't mm. understand. I didn't know what was going on. But then, literally, I'd say losing three stone in a space of like I think in less than a year and then coming away from Slimming World and within a matter of two months they, that weight was probably all back on me mm-hmm. do you know what I mean but because I didn't understand anything where with Mark I'm learning why I have to fill my body with this field I'm learning what the other field is doing to my body like that I never last night when I was lifting the weights and going to myself why is my why are my muscles hurting me because I can lift heavy weights Mm. And last night when I could feel that that I actually like that's the first thing I said to Mark this morning. I actually hurt last night lifting weights. Why is that? And he explained to me because I had carbs. Mm. You know, uh, that's the most. And important. I do have that honesty with Mark. Like uh, honesty is the best policy with Mark. Mark will know. Mark will know if you're lying through your teeth. It doesn't matter. You could sit here and say to him, "No, I did all that. I did all that," and he knows that you didn't. So mm. like I had to be brutally honest and say, yeah, I did have carbs this week and my muscles were ate last night. Why? And he says, because I had the carbs and then it all made sense to me. Mm. Mm. And I, th- I think that's very important, isn't it? I think that th- the more you learn and you understand where you went wrong, it makes mm. a lot more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. And because like I said, it's not, not about being, for me, it's not about being, yeah, I want that body. I do 100%. I want the body I want. I told you who I want to look like and what I want to be like but I need to get my brain motion as to why or how I get to there that's your yeah 
yeah, I foundation. Think I think that's a good point, Louise. Like a lot of people, they sidetrack to, yeah, I want to look like this. But if you're going through, if you're going through a dark time in your life at the moment, mm-hmm. then there's no point in going to the gym. There's no point in because you're got you're gonna make the situation worse. You've got to get this first of all. You've got to talk to the right person and say, well, hang on a second. You actually don't need all this. You don't need the training. You just need to work to do the basics at home. Like let let's get let's get your mindset right. Let's focus on what you can control. You can control the food that goes into your body. You can control reducing your cortisol, reducing your stress, sleeping better. And when you do that, then what happens is you feel you feel amazing. You feel great. Mm-hmm. And then you're able then you're able to do the stuff that you want to do, like the gym, yeah. the walking. But this is the, like when you look at the times now, like it's getting really, really dark outside now. Everybody's motivation now is, has gone down. Nobody wants yeah. to walk now anymore because it's getting colder. But so they, they still haven't looked after this. They still haven't looked no. after their mindset. All they were doing was in the summer, oh my God, I want to look, I want to get, I want to fit in that dress. So I'll try, I'll try these eight week challenges. But then uh, when that's all over, I'll still go to the pub, I'll still have a few bleeding pints. Or I'll still eat shit at the weekend. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. It definitely has it definitely has to start with your mind. It definitely yeah. does. And I like you know, like I've been over the last couple of years, I've been through an awful lot like with like personal stuff and whatever. And I'm still able to do what I want to do, like do you know that way? Because of you, not because of anything else. Like you're you're my main you're my main like person that I go to. I tell you everything. I tell you a lot more than I tell anybody else. But um, hundred percent, it starts with the mind. Definitely, it starts yeah. with the mind. And everything I- else then will come after. Once you have the mindset of I don't need to be three hours or four hours in the gym every day of the week. I only need to do this, this, and this. And then once mm. you have that mindset, like of, it's only going to take twenty minutes. It's only going to take. It's only going to take a half an hour, rather than. Mm. People thinking, no, you have to be in the gym for two hours every day. And that's true of anything you want. And that's true of anything you want to accomplish in life too. You have to understand why you're doing it in the first place. And that, and and if, and if you're going from a standard American diet to all of a sudden, bam, now you're going to the gym. Now you've cut out all carbs. I'm going to, I'm going to do just, I'm going to do it just like Colton Mark. And I'm just going to eat nothing but red meat and butter and salt. I'm just going to stick that out for a little bit and see how it goes. That is a million things that are changing really, really quick in your body. And Let's just let's just start with taking one thing at a time. It might be let's get rid of bread. Great, you're gonna see you're gonna feel a lot better once you do that. Okay, now once you're there, let's ref, let's get rid of the rest of your refined sugars, and then let's start taking out the vegetables that are high in lectic uh, lectins and phytic acids, and start healing your gut. And you just start putting one foot in front of the other, and then eventually, yeah, you'll get to a point to where you don't need any carbs, and you don't need and you and you don't need most of the food that you were consuming in the first place. And then you can get to a point to where it's sustainable. But if you change everything at once, you're just asking way too much on your body. And, yeah. and you're just, you don't have the, you don't know, nobody has the mental willpower to make those many changes that fast. Mm. And the way is, what did Definitely. I say? Today? I said to you today, you need to focus more on your happiness. 100% yeah, you did. Yeah. And it is for me, for me, I need to concentrate. Sorry, I know my light has gone off there. Um, for me, um, this is not just about how fit I am. This is about my mental health. 
and 100% my mental health has changed since I got with Mark. And when it does go downhill, like today, I can cry. And I can, and poor Mark listens to it all. Like, I can be emotional with Mark and I can explain exactly what it is because I know he understands. I know he understands exactly what I'm thinking or why I'm thinking it. Because, like, there is times where I do want to give up, but I don't. I haven't given up. And I, I don't plan on giving up because I'm allowed to have days where I feel like crap. I'm allowed to have days where I feel like I'm not doing enough, even though I know I am. I'm a, I'm a, I work full time. I'm a mammy full time. And I still do the things that Mark asks me to do. Mm. And without him, I wouldn't be able to do it. Like. Take you back to the very, very beginning, Shelley, where you were at, at the start, where you were at your journey and how how you struggled with weight loss for years and years and years. I think you're saying to me, like, you'd you, you, you done it for over nine years or something like that. I saw it in a text message. Yeah. So yeah. take me back to what you've done in the past, what worked and what hasn't, and let's start uh, from there. I was, I took every kind of pill and potion you could imagine. Um, they all seemed, like, the stories behind them seemed great. Oh, you lose this amount of weight in this amount of time, and... I I did lose weight, but the minute I stopped all the tablets and the potions, all that stuff, I just put the weight straight back on, double the amount. Wow. So I just kind of let myself go for a few years. And then I looked at myself in the mirror and I was just like, I'm so overweight. I was so like unhappy with myself. My head was all over the place. And then I just kind of bit the bullet I think you kind of gave me the push though Mark that I needed and then I did it and haven't looked back since I was I think I was almost 17 stone and I could barely get myself out of bed I was so down so off everything was just an effort I didn't want to do nothing because I was so heavy and then once I started this plan, like, I feel like a new woman. <laughs> like, I have so much more energy. I play with the kids so much more. And it's just amazing, to be honest. Wow. What 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 does a typical day of eating look like for you today? And how is that different than before you made that change? Oh, my God. It's so different. Because I would wake up in the morning and I'd eat junk from the minute I opened my eyes. And now it's like, I don't get hungry as soon as I wake up. I have about lunchtime, I get hungry and I have my breakfast and then I don't have anything down till my dinner. And I don't get, I don't get hungry much at all. So I think that really helps because usually I'd open my eyes, before I started this plan, I'd open my eyes and I'd be wanting to eat like cookies and crisps and just anything I could really get my hands on, junk. Mm -hmm. And now like I don't eat any of that stuff anymore. I come from a very severe sugar addiction too, um, the, and and I, I got I got pretty heavy, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider myself has ever um, really been overweight per se, but I was also just out training a bad diet as for as long as I could, yeah. and, and and I just I just thought that if I went to the gym and got a great workout that I could get away with it, and so that was kind of my advice. But I I developed a sugar ad addiction just the same way that you did, and it's so it's so hard to get out of it. I'm really proud of you for making that that transition forward. Yeah, and it's you do feel so sick, like you have headaches and dizziness, like all that kind of stuff from the sugar. 
it seems like it seems like there was a large increase in confidence and in your and, and in other areas other aspects of your life too other than just strictly weight loss that you gained from confidence. this like if you asked me to do this five months ago i'd be like no sorry <laughs> <It's not gonna laughs> because i had zero confidence because i was so overweight uh-huh so, so would you can so would you consider yourself uh, would you consider yourself strict carnivore right now keto like what is your what is your overall meal plan lo look like are you including vegetables carbs any anything else no. other than meat just meat and eggs wow yeah. <laughs> that's how you do it Great. yeah so i was just saying at the very very beginning um shelly had a major sugar addiction um, and I remember speaking to her at the very, very beginning. And then I said to her, like, listen, we need to cut off the sugar as quick as possible. Otherwise, it's not going to work for you. Um, and I remember speaking to you at the time. And you were like, you were saying to me, like, I can't cut out sugar. I, I love my I love my drinks. I love my fizzy drinks. I love Please, all this even stuff. And I remember. I rem yeah. Yeah. I'm drinking, a, I'm drinking a fizzy drink right now. <laughs> sorry. But it's just a LaCroix and it's got no sweeteners or nothing in it. <laughs> And how many fizzy drinks are you drinking, Shelly? Probably about eight cans a day, probably more. We have those like laying around our house here. Like, I, I never like to drink wow. them too fast because then you get bubbly and bloated, right? right. And so I'll crack, so I'll crack, so I'll crack one open and then just like let it sit, and then and then you can and then you can drink a little bit more, and then we'll <laughs> kind of sip on them throughout the day. But my wife drinks them, I drink them, and we both kind of have the same approach to it. And so they're just like these half drank cans, like in random refrigerators <laughs> in, office, in our offices throughout the house. <laughs> oh, stop! Now I fully cut them off. How long did it take for your sugar cravings to go away once you stopped eating sugar? Um. Oh God, I was sick for a few days. <laughs> I had headaches, and oh, my head was just so sore. Like, and nothing would take the headache away. I'd say probably about four days, five days. I'd be in bits with headaches and just not feeling great. Did you stop cold turkey, or did you taper yeah. it down a little bit? No, I fully stopped. Wow. Good yeah. For you. I had to because I was really dependent on it. Like I couldn't go to, if there was none in the fridge, I'd be like, oh, I need to go to the shop and I'd go to the shop and get it. No matter what it was like outside, I'd just go to the shop and get it. What do your, what do your, what do your workouts look like? They're actually good. Mark gave me some, some workouts to do while I'm there. And then I kind of just do a couple of little things that I enjoy that my brother introduced me to. So they're actually good and I can feel myself getting stronger. Did you start going to the gym right away or did you start with just the diet and then just kind of let the diet do most of the work and then you started going to the gym once you felt like you had the energy? That's exactly the way I did. I done <laughs> and for a few months and then I joined the gym about eight weeks ago and it's just been amazing. Like, um, yeah, that's what happened. Just the, the plan worked for the good for the good amazing you'll never look back um, how long did it so, so you've been doing you've been um eating this way now for okay what we september yeah six months now okay are you are you are you tracking your macros at all or are you just eating are you weighing it out any food or are you just eating completely to satiety i was weighing it for a while and then i wasn't really able to i'm starting to go off field a bit um just not wanting to eat and then Mark kind of told me that I need to up my food. So, yeah.
No, that's all I'm doing. It's really counterintuitive, isn't it? <laughs> having having to eat more to lose more weight, but he had Taylor, he had he had Taylor do the same thing. So he yeah he had he had my he had my wife. Um, it was I want to say about eight eight months ago. It was it was around January February of of 2023, and she just hit a plateau. She couldn't she couldn't lose any more weight. She was hungry. She was doing she was doing a she was doing a lot of cardio because that's before. But before I'd really gotten to work with Mark a lot and realized how detrimental cardio can be to long-term fat loss. And so yeah. we actually stopped doing cardio and she doubled her food and then she started losing weight. Yeah. Like it's crazy. <laughs> it makes no sense. I know. Like it's wild, but it really does. Like it's absolutely amazing. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll never go back to the way I used to eat. Like it, I was, it was disgusting the amount of food that I was eating. Because I'm short, I'm only like five two, and I was nearly seventeen stone, so I was really, really overweight. And like just feeling the difference, even when I first started the plan, within a couple of, I'd say about two weeks, I literally felt like I could take on the world. I used to <laughs> walk everywhere, and <laughs> like everyone was like, wow. just go and do my own thing. Well, I already know what your question, what your answer is going to be to this one. But has there ever been a time that you felt like quitting, where you were just like, "Oh, the heck with this carnivore stuff. They don't know what they're talking about." No, <laughs> no. you know what? I'm just, gonna, I'm just going to go back to the way things were before. There was nothing wrong. Nothing no, like that. No, because I know how good I felt, and I enjoyed how I feel. And now that I've lost a good bit of weight, like I, I just feel so much better in myself. I will never go back to the way I was before. There's no way. What was the hardest food to give up? You were where you were just like ah. chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate was the hardest, and I still see people eating now, and I'm like, oh, I would love a bite of that, but I don't. I don't give in. Okay, so fast forward now, a few a few months later, everything is going really, really well for you. What what has pretty much changed, and what are you liking about the program at the moment? Oh, I just like how clothes fit. <laughs> I like looking at myself in the mirror when I'm, you know, if I'm getting dressed to go out. Now I actually make somebody take pictures of me. Before I would hide from the camera. But now I'm like, take pictures of me. Everyone take pictures of me. So it's just, I'm just loving how I'm feeling and how clothes are fitting. And just the energy, the energy that I have as well. Like, because I've got two kids. So it's just easier to get around with them. And it's great, <laughs> to be honest. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you miss your carbohydrates? No. No, they make me feel sick. I went out for dinner a few weeks ago and there was bread on the table and I ate some of it, but I felt awfully sick. Like my tummy felt really bloated. I couldn't even finish my meal because I ordered steak. So I, I wasn't too off plan and I couldn't even eat it because I had ate some of the bread and it made me feel so bloated and so sick. Oh, no, I don't miss it at all. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, that's it for this week's session, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening, and make sure to let us know what you thought. You can do that directly from your podcast app or DM Mark or myself on the gram. You can also email your feedback, questions for us, and more on specific topics you'd like us to teach on next. TikTok. If you are on TikTok, so are we. We're active daily over there at Carnivore Coaches Corner. We're sending out bite-sized carnivore tips from top nutritionists and coaches and athletes that are putting into practice what we preach on this channel. 
Lately, we've also been busting bad coaches that spread misinformation. So warning, if you are a bad online coach spreading misinformation, we will call you out. If you need some gym motivation, look no further than our workout podcast called the SupersetYourLife.com podcast. We are quickly approaching 200 episodes over there, and it's available on the same platform that you're listening to now. Just type Superset Your Life, all one word, into your search bar, and you'll see our black and white podcast logo pop up. It's a podcast specifically recorded to listen to when you work out. We regularly interview professional bodybuilders and judges, top nutritionists, leadership experts, stand-up comedians, and top athletes from supersetyourlife.com. We keep the focus on health-first bodybuilding, faith, and family. My wife Taylor and I are the hosts of that show as of three years and growing, and Coach Mark Ennis has been an enormous part of all that we do there. Mark and I are both on Instagram and offer private one-on-one consultations as well as coaching services. Links to schedule coaching calls can be found on our Instagram bios or in the show notes of this podcast. One last reminder before we sign off, leaving a review takes only about 10 seconds. If you are on Spotify where you can see the show notes, right below that it says Q&A and bam, just like that you can tell us exactly what you think and we will respond when we record the following week either by reading your review or by discussing the topic you'd like us to know more about or getting to work on whatever critiques you have about how we can continue to improve this show. And that's how we communicate as a dialogue, not a monologue, in this intimate conversation that we have back and forth called Carnivore Coaches Corner. Share this with a friend if you found it helpful, and we'll catch you next week on session number 28.